Amen. We are starting a new series today on building the capacity to receive guidance from God. God wants to guide you, lead you, direct you. I heard one preacher say, say that if you learn how to practice these principles, you'll get to a point in your life that even in the most minute detail in life, you will know what the will of God is. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the will of God for my life. In every detail of my life. But to do that, I should be able to know how to recognize God's leading. How do I know that which is God's will for me? Besides the obvious things, of course, that are in the Bible. But how do I know even in other areas in my life where maybe the Bible doesn't necessarily address those areas? And this month, we're going to learn how to do that. We've got about three main scriptures, Psalms 37, verse 23, and verse 24. It reads, and I read the King James Bible, and I'm going to read other translations as well. Psalms 37, verse 23, to 20 and 24. Let's read. It says, the steps... Of a good man are what? I wait till Ankaza. You are better than the seven o'clock people. Look at your name and say, it's a Bishop Arom Kaza. But even if I was firing, they were just looking at me. Let's, let's read it again. What does it say? The steps of a are what? Yes, and he. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. In other words, your steps will be ordered by the Lord. And God wants to order your steps. And when it says a good man, that's a human being, a good man or someone who has a right standing with God. If you are a child of God and you are born again and you love God, you are doing the best, you are a good person. So God wants to order your steps. The steps of a good man are ordered. One translation says they are directed by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Verse 24, note what it says. It says... Though he fall, sometimes what buys. Amen. Sometimes what chichiris. Though he fall, though it's a mistake. There are times when you have made a wrong decision. You thought you heard from God, but you didn't hear from God. It was the pizza that you had the night before. That's what you heard from. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why will you come back up? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Note what it says, the steps of a good man. It doesn't say the leap of a good man, but the steps. That's important. Because that is in the nature of how God leads. He leads us one step at a time. And in the way God works, if he shows you what to do, and you don't take that step and you don't obey him, he's not going to show you the next step. That's why some people are, are stuck in their lives. They know what to do. They know what God has said, but they're not doing anything about it. So they're going around in circles. God leads us in steps. Meaning, the way God leads is not to rush us through things. It's not to fast track us through things. It's not to push us or to force us. God's way of leading is not to force you and push you and make you hurry. But God makes you take steps because he knows you are doing your best to listen to him. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The New English Bible says it is the Lord who directs a man's steps. He holds him firm and watches over his path. God watches over your path. Hallelujah. Isn't it comforting to know? That even if I might not be sure at the point, there's a God in heaven who watches over me. Can I hear an amen? amen. Romans chapter 8, our second scripture, verse 14 and 16, and I read the King James Bible. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yeah. 
or they are the children of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Let's say it backwards. The children of God will be led by the Spirit of God. But you need to claim that. It's your promise. It's your right. God says, if you are my child, I'm going to lead you. How will you lead me, God? By my spirit. I, I, I used to love saying that when I learned this in the early 80s. I used to say it, you know, I was making so many decisions as a young man. You know, single guy, not married, at Bible school. I, I, I want to start a church. So many things I was deciding on. Many major decisions in my life. You know? So, you know, I'm praying and I said, God, lead me. Lead me. Where am I going to start a church? Where am I going to be a pastor? Who am I going to marry? What am I going to do with this? How am I going to get that out of debt? How am I going to... So many questions. And I remember as I went to work in the morning, I would always... Oh, I would always quote this verse. Every day I would say, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. And I expect to be led by the Spirit of God. See, expect to be led. Don't, don't look at yourself and think that you have to be groping and searching and, and, and in darkness and you're not sure and second guessing. It's, it's a right you have. You will be led by the Spirit of God. Can I hear an amen? amen? Look at verse 16. It shows us how God leads. And it starts at the most fundamental issue that we deal with. It says, for the Spirit itself. That's an unfortunate translation. It should read, for the Spirit himself, watch this now, bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Read it with me. The Spirit does what? With what? That we are what? Now, let me explain this verse because it's such an important verse. You know, I went to church since I was six years old, right? And I went through all that I should do in church, all right? Except one thing. I never invited Christ to be the Savior and Lord of my life. I wasn't born again, all right? Lived right, I think, (laughs) to the best that I knew, and was very committed. I mean, I went to church every Sunday, most Sundays. 99.9% I went to church. But, I mean, that was just the way. And then in 1976, I got into an argument with my friend who has since passed. And he was telling me that he's an atheist. You know, atheists say, I don't believe in God. All right? So I said, no, now I believe in God, and I believe in heaven, and I believe, you know, I'm doing right. I need to follow God's word and live by God's word. And then he says, all right, since you're doing all this, if you, if you were to die, will you go to heaven? Hey, that question troubled me. I was a churchgoer. Mara, I could never answer with conviction when he asked me that question. He said, if you were to die now, will you go to heaven? Have you ever been asked a question that you didn't want to hear? And after you walked away, you couldn't take it out of your mind? And for the, for the years that followed, two solid years, I was asking myself that question. If I was to die now, will I go to heaven? Now remember, I had been baptized, and there's nothing wrong with being baptized when you're young. I had been confirmed, and there's nothing wrong with being confirmed, all right? I was a, a good churchgoer. I think I lived a moral life, and nothing wrong with that. But in here, there was no assurance. There was no assurance. I couldn't say it with conviction. I couldn't. I couldn't. And then on the 5th of August... 1978, when I heard the gospel preached and that to be saved or to be born again, I need to receive Christ as Savior and Lord. They made an altar call and I responded to the altar call and I was prayed for. After I was prayed for at that moment, Bazalana, somehow I knew in my heart. I knew there was something in me that gave me the assurance. In fact, I should say somebody. It was the Holy Spirit in my spirit that was giving me the assurance that you are born again. That's what that verse is talking about. How? Verse 
So the spirit was bearing witness with my spirit. And I remember when that confirmation came, when that assurance came, I went looking for that guy. And this is how we know we're born again. I don't know that I'm born again because I saw Jesus. When I got born again, the earth didn't quake. There was no lightning. There was no thunder. Or if you come from Nigeria, there was no tunda. But when I received Christ, from that moment when I said, Jesus, come into my heart, there was an inward assurance that I am born again. That's how God gives you assurance what his will is. Whatever is God's will for your life, you will have an inward assurance. But if there's doubt and there's no certainty in your heart, and if there's something in here that's scratchy and it doesn't agree, God is trying to say that's the wrong way. Yeah. And some of you, I want to say to some of you, you know, the most dangerous people when it comes to this verse who live in danger are those who have been in church all their lives. Yeah. Because you can assume that because you were raised in church, you can assume that you are born again. And if I was to ask you that question, you wouldn't be able to answer with conviction. Some of you are here today. Yeah. Even if you are a member, you may have done Leadership 101. You may have done discipleship course. You might even be one of our leaders. If you cannot say with assurance and there's no confirmation in your spirit that you are born again, I'd suggest that settle that today and come to the altar call when I make the altar call at the end of the service and be born again. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Maswangani likes to say Christianity is not churchianity. Going to church will not make you a Christian any more than living in a garage will make you a car. Jesus told Nicodemus, a leader, a religious leader, he says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. And when we receive Christ and get born again, then there's that inward confirmation. That's how God leads. He gives you an inward confirmation. We will explore that more in the coming weeks. Our third scripture, Proverbs 20, 27. I love it. It says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. What do we use a candle for? Hello? To bring light. To enlighten. One translation says, the lamp of the Lord, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. So, this is what it means. God will use your spirit to enlighten you. Or God will use your spirit to guide you. Watch what it says. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, let me have your attention, please. In Old Testament times, they believed that the belly of a person houses their spirit. All right? They believe that. They believe that, that the belly of a person, the belly is here. All right? Right here. That's the belly. Right here. Not here. Here. Right? This is the belly. So they believed that this is where your spirit is located. Now, you know, it's, it's a bit hard to disprove that. We may not prove it, but we can't disprove it. But this is really where the spirit of a, So what this verse is saying is that God will enlighten you in here. God will guide you by enlightening you. The spirit of man is the candle of the So God will use your spirit to enlighten you. God will use your spirit to give you direction. God will use your spirit to show you where to go. Now watch this now. It says searching all the inward parts of the belly. Watch. How God leads us is not necessarily by speaking, giving a voice, even if that happens. But it is by you knowing something in here. There are things come on, you just know. You know, you know. You don't know it here, you know it here. But let's take it further. There are things that inside, you knew about them, even if nobody told you. They were coaxing you to invest your money in something. But Mara, this person who was selling this product to you convinced you. From a rational standpoint, it made sense. From a spirit standpoint, 
But unfortunately, you didn't follow what was coming from your belly. You follow what was coming from your rational mind and you lost all your money and you said, what's sure. So what we want to help you to do in this series is to be able to differentiate. How do I follow the leading of the spirit that comes from my belly? How do I know when God is speaking to me? How do I readily respond to God? Let's tell the truth, Basalam. Ever since you got born again, even when you do things that are wrong, there's something in here that's not right after you have done this stuff. Let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. Yeah? You, you, you fight with somebody, you tell them a piece of your mind. Afterwards, there's something in here. Here. Barely here. 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 All right? Here. Or sometimes when you go into doing something that you know you shouldn't do, there's a policeman in here going... Right in the belly. So this is what he's saying. If you need to listen to the spirit of God who is in your spirit, in your belly. That's how God will lead us. Here's the truth, Bazalana. There are many things that we knew in our spirit, but we didn't yield to them. Yes. We were not sure about that guy. Mother, we said, it's okay. We're not sure about that girl. What we said, we're not sure about that investment, but we said it's okay. We were not sure about that thing that they told us to do. Mara, we did give our money to it. And later on, we said, What's up, Mara? You know, why? Because God leads you through your spirit. Tell your neighbor, Why are you so quiet? Did you lose some money too? Did you lose some money too? <laughs> Proverbs 20 27 says in the Jerusalem Bible, it says, Man's spirit. I love this one. Man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, searching his deepest self. So we are assured, Bazalana, that God will guide us. Say with me, God will guide me. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will guide you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will guide you. Tell them you don't need horoscopes. You don't need palm reading. Yeah, I know some of you have gone for the palm reading stuff. You don't need to be groping around. God will guide you. Why? The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Now, amen. now there, there, are, there are five things we're going to discuss in this series. Five ways through which God leads us or God guides us. They are not the only five, all right? But we'll focus on these five. Number one, God leads us through his word. God leads us through his word. That's number one. Psalms 119 verse 105. Note what it says. Read it with me. What does it say? Thy word is a what? Ah, now let's find out about Can you bring some life? Tell your neighbor, just bring some life in there. Bring some life. Okay, let's go. What does it say? And a what? Do you see the word lamp? Do you see the word light? Thy word is a what? Is a lamp to my feet. So in other words, God will use his word to give me direction. Or we can put it this way. God's word is God's way of speaking to me. Whatever is in God's word is God speaking to me. So if it's not in God's word, then I have to ask myself many questions. And Masalana, this is important today because with, with the things that are happening in these days, People been taken for a ride. There's a lot of this spirituality that is there that you can't trace in the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. Sometimes people want to be so spiritual beyond the Bible. Once you get out of the Bible, then you are in big trouble. I remember we have one of our elders in Cape Town. I'm sure he's listening. He's going to laugh. And uh, we went with them to the U.S. a few years ago. And... Uh, so they went out on a drive, a group of them. I didn't want to go. We had just come, arrived and I was tired. We had rented a car. We South Africans, God bless us. And they went out for a drive and to, to take a tour. So, you know, they got a map. Here's the map. So the map, you know, here's where we are, the whole, the, all the place around. So they drove to go to Harvard. They just saw the name Harvard. So they drove to go to Harvard and they finally got to Harvard. But on their way back, they didn't, they didn't hire a GPS. We, we didn't use GPSs those days. On their way back, they got lost. I mean, they got lost. 
They got lost. I think it was about 9, 10 p.m. They were still looking for the place where we were staying. Finally, they flagged down somebody. And you know, in some parts of the world, people are not so friendly like, yeah? They don't talk to you. So they flagged down somebody. And then they, they told this person, we are from such and such a place. I don't remember the suburb where we were staying. And so they gave him a map. They said, show us on the map. So he took the map. Here's the map. Here's the map. Here's where they're staying. He looked at the map. He said, yo, 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 yo. You know what, guys? You are here. I mean, they got so lost and got outside even the map. They got so lost and got outside that they said, you are here. Some of you spiritually, the Bible is here. No, now you are here. I mean, I, I, they got so lost. So I remember they finally got home around two in the morning. That's how lost they were. Yeah. Why? They didn't follow the guidance of the map. If you don't follow the guidance of God's word, you know what's going to happen to you? You'll be here. You'll be spiritual, Mara. You'll be, you'll be so spiritually spaced out. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you have more. I hope how more. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. In other words, God's word is what we use to determine God's will. And whatever is in God's word, that's God speaking to me. Say it with me. God's word... Is God speaking to me? Say it again. God's word is God speaking to me. We'll come back to that. The second way God leads is through the inward witness. That's the second way. We'll discuss that the coming weeks. The third way is through the conscience. This one, I tell you, this one you'll see. The conscience of a person deteriorates if not listened to. The Bible talks about a pure conscience. And it talks about a, 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 a defiled conscience. But then it talks about a seared conscience. Then it talks about a dead conscience. We'll, we'll look at that. The fourth way God leads is through the voice of the Holy Spirit. We'll discuss that. And number five, this one, some of you, you'll like it. God leads through prophecy. Don't have a prophet. But there are other ways in which God leads. God leads through visions. God leads through dreams. God leads through angels. I I think this year, I want to deal with that. I I promised last year, I'm going to do it this year. We'll we'll teach about angels and we'll teach about dreams. What do dreams mean? Do you take every dream seriously? No, no, it's very low. Okay, I'll take more dreams. Today, however, we want to look at how God leads us through his word. All right? The Bible, Barcelona, or the word of God, we refer to it as the Bible. The word Bible is from the Greek word biblios. Look at your name and say, neighbor, is biblios. Biblios simply means book. That's from where we derive the English word Bible. Now, Though the word Bible is not used in scripture, but the Greek word biblios is used in scripture. All right? And that word biblios means book. All right? So I'm going to go through several scriptures where that word biblios appeared, but it's translated as the word book. Mark 12, 26. And as touching the dead, that they rise have yet not read in the book of Moses. So that word book of Moses is Biblios. So it's Biblios, the book of Moses, or you can say the Bible of Moses. Luke chapter 3 verse 4, we read about the book of Isaiah. As it is written in the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah. Also, is referred to as the book of the prophets. That word, Biblios, the book of the prophets. In Acts 7, 42. Acts 7, 42. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. That's why we use the word Bible. This, this is the book of the prophets. It's the, it's, the, it's, 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 it's the book of Moses. It's the book of Isaiah. But then in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law. So it's referred to as the book of the law. 
So it's the book of Moses, the book of Isaiah, the book of prophets, the book of the law. But then it's also referred to as the book to the seven churches. Revelations 1.11. It's a book to the seven churches. Saying I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see right in a book. Right in a book. So, you know, John was told to write in a book. Then it's also referred to as the book of this prophecy. Revelations 22, 7. Are you writing down? Or are you listening? All right. Revelations 22, 12. It says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. All right. So the Bible, therefore, listen to this, Bazalana, is the divine library consisting of Words that come from God. The Bible is a divine library consisting of 66 separate books, yet related books. The Bible is the book of all books. There's no book like it. Of all the books that have been written by Zalana, there is no book like the Bible. It's a priceless book. It's an incomparable book. Statistics show that of all books that are bought, there is none that equal the Bible in terms of sales. It's a book that's been written about, discussed, disputed, analyzed, proven. There are programs today, and they've been there for a long time, wherein there are scientific studies that prove what the Bible says. Some come up with scientific studies that maybe put a question on what the Bible said. Coming back from the Holy Land, I was surprised by the thousands of people who are there in the Holy Land. Walking up and down to see the things that unfolded in the book. To walk in the footsteps of the one written about in the book. To be there where it happened. Can I hear an amen? amen. This book has two divisions. The Old Testament, which has 39 books. The New Testament, which has 27 books. Familiarize yourself with it in Zalwan. Read it. Study it. Love it. Carry it. The Bible is the only authoritative written revelation of God. In other words, when we read it, it's a revelation of God. Even though it's written by men. However, the scriptures are God's words to men. The Bible says, holy men of old wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Though written by men, it was inspired by God. Can I have an amen, Bazalan? Can I have an amen, Bazalan? And so over 2,000 times, these words in the Bible are referred to and alluded to as the words of God. Not like any other book. That's why we believe the Bible. We live by it. It guides our lives. So 2,000 times, these words are spoken to and alluded to as the word of God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, they are called the word of God, the scriptures. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is quick, and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirits, a joint and marrow. It's a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God's word is alive, God's word is powerful, God's word is able to solve the problems of mankind, God's word is able to change those who want to do wrong. Note what it says it says it's able to divide asunder between soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It descends the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Dr. A.R. Bernard says God's word has first strike effect. It was my first time to hear that. First strike effect. I thought, what do you mean first strike effect? He was teaching us. He says, Mamela, the justice system of the world, they deal with your wrong after you have committed the crime. That's how the justice system works. When you go to court, when you are judged by the justice system of the world, it's after you have committed the crime. 
Mara, God's word goes into your hearts and your thoughts and your intentions and challenges you to stop committing the crime before you commit the crime. Oh! God's word doesn't deal with the fact that you struck somebody because you were jealous of them. It deals with the jealousy before it can manifest by striking somebody. Can I hear an amen in the heart? The justice system deals with you after you have stolen the money. After you have begged the money and they bow Sarah and they prosecute you. But the word of God deals with you when you are still thinking about stealing the money. And it comes into your heart and it arrests you. No word like that. No man's poetry can be like that. No human being's motivational speaking can be like that. No book by Shakespeare or anybody can be like that. But God's word is able to get you. It's able to arrest you even before. It's got a first strike effect. Isn't that amazing? It deals with the thoughts. The thoughts. God just talks to you. I know in church on a Sunday like this, how many thoughts God deals with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's many. If God was to show us a video of what we were thinking of doing. But thank God for his word. Can I hear an amen? amen. That's why when we live by God's word, Basalan, I'm telling you the truth. If we were to listen to God's word, we don't really need people to come here and tell us to stop doing certain things. We would stop. Yeah, because you are the only one who knows that you are jealous. Only you knows. And God knows. The rest of us are saying, "Everyone smile, I feel like." Kiabona, some of you, you are laughing out of revelation. But but God deals with. Isn't 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 it amazing, Bazalana, How we can we can be with somebody, Marakamo. Oh, let me come where you live. Let me come where we live. You, you can feel me, right? You can be with somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God says, Munna, what are you doing? Think about Joseph. After, after, after he discovered Mary is pregnant and Mary told him he's pregnant, he decides, Ali, one or I mean, I'm divorced. The silver cup is broken. <laughs> and the Bible says, and the angel of God appeared to him by night and said, Joseph, why are you thinking? <laughs> why are you just thinking? Why are you thinking? God's word goes to our thoughts. No other word of man can be like that. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear another amen? amen? It's the word of God. Number two, it's the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 2. These scriptures are called the word of the Lord. What you carry in your hand is the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 2. To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. Go to verse, verse 11, please. Verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah. Oh, Basalana, is the word of the Lord. Oh, what we hold in your hand is the word of the Lord. Yeah, that's why I am sure where I'm going is the word of the Lord. I know I'm talking over is the word of the Lord. It's called, thirdly, the word of life. I mean, the word of Christ in Colossians 3.16 is the word of Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It says, let this word dwell in you richly. Feel that word in your spirit. Overflow with that word. Read it. Meditate on it. Talk about it. Sing about it. Think about it. Meditate on it. Write it on the front lets of your, of your faces. Put it in your journal. Tweet about it. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Anywhere. Just put it. Just send SMSs. Come on. What's up about it? Let it be full and let it dwell richly. Richly, in abundance. Oh, Jesus. Let it dwell richly. Sometimes we, we correspond the word of God. Some of you only get one good meal once a week on Sunday morning in church. 
During the week, no word. No studying, no reading. It says, let it dwell richly. It's called the word of life in Philippians 2.16. Hallelujah. It says, holding forth the word of life. This word is called the word of life. It's not life in a sense of you just being alive in this way. No, no, no. But it's life in a sense of life as God would have us live it. It's what Jesus in John 10, 10 called the abundant life. It's life as Peter calls it the Zoe kind of life. It's the life that John calls eternal life. It's the life as God will help us live it. It's the God type, the God quality, the God kind of life. It's a life that God came to give it to us. It is the word that gives us that kind of life. Think about it, Barcelona. If it wasn't for the word of God, where would we be today? I'm, I think about it sometimes. I wonder where would I be today? God, I wonder where I'd be. I wonder what I would be doing now. I wonder how would I be looking like. But my goodness, this word has given me life. Even if they told me as a 17-year-old, even if they told me that I'm losing out, but I found out there's no life outside of the word of God. It is the word of life. Don't play around with it. Don't take it for granted. Take it seriously. It is the word of life. It is the word of life. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. In Ephesians 1.13, Ephesians 1.13, it says, in whom we also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. It's the word of truth. It is the filter through which I filter everything. It is the standard for my life. Everything, bring it through the word and put it side by side with the word. If it agrees with the word, it's okay. If it doesn't agree with the word, kick it out of your life. It is the only truth. It's the only standard. It's the only level of measurement. There is no other. It's the word of truth. It is the word of truth. Jesus says when you prayed, God, thy word is truth. He says, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus says, if you'll abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask God to will it will be given unto you. And then he goes on to say, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Then you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But the truth and facts is two different things. Hadiswani. Yeah, it may be a fact that you are sick, but the truth is that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. Oh my goodness. It may be a fact that you are going through problems, but the truth is God is going to see you through through his word. That is the truth. Can I hear an amen in the house? That is the truth. Yeah, it may be a fact that you are going through difficulty now, but the truth is God is going to cause you to walk as more than a conqueror. Can I have an amen in the house? Take the truth of God's word and change the facts that are around you. Take the truth of God's word and change the condition of your life. Can I have an amen? It's the word of truth. Believe it more than you believe your doubts. Believe it more than you believe your circumstances. Believe it more than you believe negativity. Believe it more than you believe anything else. Believe what the word of God said. It may, be, it may not be so right now, but if you stay with it, the manifestation will come. Jesus says, if you continue, 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 if you continue in my word, then you my disciples indeed, and then you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I see somebody being made free by the truth of God's word. As we continue... As we continue, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's called the word of faith in Romans 10, 8. But what says it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. We don't preach the word of doubt. We preach the word of faith. We don't preach the word of discouragement. We preach the word of faith. We don't preach the word of division. We preach the word of faith. We don't preach the gospel of losing and being RMS capsules. We preach the word of faith. That's what we preach. 
The word is near you. Even in your mouth. Why is the word near your mouth? You've got to learn to speak what the word of God says. And it says, and that word is in your heart. Why is it in your heart? You've got to believe what the word of God says. Believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth. And see what the word of faith will produce in your life. You know, every time I preach this, Bazalana, I, I can't help but just look back from where we come from, where we started. My goodness, God. In a classroom with 35 people, Mudimuaka, at the end of September, 120 runs, that's all the offering that was there. With all the issues and the challenges and everything around, we kept on preaching the word of faith. Kept on preaching the word of faith. Kept on preaching the word of faith. Oh, some of you, I know you. I remember when you came. I remember when you first came. You were, you were downtrodden, beat up, full of out, full of all kinds of things, feeling discouraged, as though your life is not going anywhere. But my goodness, you listened to the word of faith. You received the word of faith. You heard the word of faith. You spoke the word of faith. You believed the word of faith. You acted on the word of faith. And, and look at you now. Look at you now. Look what God has done. Because it is the word that's able to lift us up. Because it is the word of faith. It is the word of faith. I laugh sometimes when people say, Hi, but why uncle? Kevalin Richie Banan Lidi Chalete, Banalidi Koloi, Kiruatseba King Hakehane. Mara, maybe you should ask me Horobati Levalea. You should ask me as they are pastor Mabezalana, Bebanchani, Kotang Bonisulagan Kulukuluba Kupula. Oh goodness, Rabbi Makinza, I change chai baba efangedi. Rabbi Bamshosa, I change chai baba mebam rapelo. Rabbi Batu, as thieves changing to become entrepreneurs, we saw those who have no faith rise up. We saw those who are poor being lifted up by this word of God. We saw those whose families were breaking being reunited again by the word of God. I see the word of God raising you up and lifting you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the word of faith. The word of faith. The word of faith. That's why I tell pastors, pastors, we owe it to people when we stand here to preach the word of faith. Not our ideas. Not our opinions. Not our convictions. But to preach the word of God is the word that Peter says, it lives and abides forever. He says, all flesh is like grass. Today it's green. Today it's withered. Mararona, we are saved by the word that lives and abides forever. Batabua, batali criticizer. They will disappear and the word will remain. They will tell you that God is dead. They will write all kinds of things. They will go away. History will write about them, but the word of God will remain forever. That's why Jesus says, if you build your house on the word of God, even though storms will come, even though winds will come, even though challenges will come, even though rains will come, even though earthquakes will come, you'll stand forever because you build on the word of God. I tell people, don't build your church on miracles. Don't build your church on signs and wonders. Don't build your church on, the ex on other things. Don't build your church on the spectacular. Don't build the church on your personality, on your charisma. Build the church on something that will never be shaken. Build your church on a rock that will stand forever. Build your church on a foundation that will never be shaken. When others are shaken, you will not be shaken. When others are moving, you will not move. Build your foundation on the word of the living. God, can I hear an amen in this house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are building on the word of God and on nothing else. We are building on the truth of God and on nothing else. Build your life on the word of God. Build your life on the word of God. You know, when you read through history, how many Christians have been persecuted for their faith? In the New Testament, some were thrown in boiling oil. 
Some were crucified upside down. Some were thrown into the lion's den. Some were thrown into the fiery furnace. The book of Hebrews says some were cut in, were split asunder. They were cut in half to try and stop this word of God. But the problem with this word, the more you try to stop it, it's the more it increases. Jesus said it is like leaven. Let's You can't stop that yeast from working. And the more you try to stop it, is the more we yet are worse. Because this word will never be stopped. And when you build your life on the word of God, after several years, you travel to Yemen. So. Yeah, analyze Marawena, you will be standing. And the word will be there. I see you standing because you stand firm. I said you stand firm on the solid rock. The solid rock of the word of God. Do yourself a favor. Familiarize yourself with the word. Read it on a daily basis. Believe it. This is God speaking to me. And whatever it says, that's what I'm going to do. Raise your hands and just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost and thank God. Musicians, come and lead us in a wonderful song. We need a song of worship. Presence of the Lord is in this house. Just worship him for a while. Let the presence of God fill you. All over the place. In the foyer. Outside. Any overflow hall. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Pray the Holy Ghost, but another anointing of the Lord is in this house. Right where you are, let the anointing fill you to overflowing. Fill you, Lord, to Ramanda prefer bete prefer manakot. Grimanuria tia tia prefer makur bete prefer abakote. Shalama hamakia rabakrepata rabababababa. Ramanamra sekarabara. Yera maya par bete prefeta baba. Mandela Beriando Rabasebra Sekur Esechela Mama Mama Oh, Yara Berebra Berebra Sekur Mama Mama Ramanda Come on, pray somebody Let the presence of the Lord fill it to overflowing Namanda Rabasita Laba Rabalaba Pray, Basalana, the Spirit of the Lord is coming upon us right where you are. Let the Lord touch you. Speak to Him, speak to the Lord. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hamoya batese. Hamoya batese. Shalama hamamonde brepelmane alabakata rabasata. Shalama mamanda rabasita labaranda lababa. 
Mama mama nidiri ya talaba rabada bababa Mama ngondere besa talaba bababa Just bow your heads and close your eyes God is moving in people's lives and people's hearts God is working in people's hearts and people's lives At the beginning of the session I talked about the inward assurance the inward witness You may be here today and as you are listening to the word of God you realize that though you go to church you may be a good moral person but if you were to tell the truth you are really not sure if you are born again there's no in what witness that you have no in what confirmation that you have you are not sure if you were to die you are not sure what's going to happen to your life You don't need to wonder anymore. You don't need to leave this place without making sure you can do that this morning. Right where you are. And even those of you who are watching by way of television, right where you are, you can make a decision. You may be in a hospital, you may be in a hotel, you may be at home. But this is your chance to invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart. I want to invite you to join us even as we call people here those of you in this auditorium those of you in all the other churches if you want to accept Christ and ask him to come into your heart would you raise your hand please i want to pray for you you want to put this matter to rest once and for all i want to be sure i want to invite Christ in my life that he should save me and make me a child of god please pray for me bishop would you raise your hand right where you are raise your hand raise your hand thank you all over the place all over the place even in the overflow halls and even in the churches that are streaming you can raise your hand right where you are i want to ask all those of you who've raised your hands just make your way to the front i want to pray for you and as you come take all your belongings and wherever you are in a hotel room in a house just wait a while we're going to be praying with you in a while we're going to pray with you just come right now come right now if you raise your hand come on come on Come on. I said God is in the business of changing lives. When you come to him you don't have to have any doubt. You don't have to not be sure anymore. Today we want to settle that once and for all. Thank you all for responding. I want to lead you in prayer. Please follow me in the prayer. And those of you who are watching by way of television, join us in this prayer please right where you are. We want to pray with you. Let's pray together. Would you join me as we pray? Pray the prayer out loud. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your word. I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart to be the savior and the lord of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for making me a child of God. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Wow. I want to say to all of you Thank you for praying that prayer with us.